Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You start with one piece of clothing and ask yourself, does this fit me? Do I love this? Would I buy this again? And if the answer is no, it goes. If the answer is yes, we put it back in the closet, but we turn the hanger backwards. Hi, welcome to Being Home with Hunker. I'm your host, Lori Gunning Grossman. And this, in case you missed an episode, we're giving you a taste of who we had on the podcast in December. First, I spoke with Cass Arson from Clutterbug on clever ways to help keep our homes feeling organized. Sisters Sarah and Boo, owners of the boutique cheese shop, Lady and Larder, offer tips on how to build a cheese board. Lauren Hayes from Wooden Spoon Herbs shared ways to boost our well-being. And we featured a recap from my chat with Leanne Ford on why it's time to ditch the desire for perfectionism. So enjoy this recap. If you're interested in hearing the full episodes, you can find them right here on the Being Home with Hunker podcast, or visit our show notes for direct links to each episode. And now, on with the show. At the top of the month, Cass Arson shared a smart and inspiring way to declutter our closets and why this method is so empowering. And I have a really easy tip, yeah. a really easy tip yes. to help you declutter in your bedroom because there are people who love the Marie Kondo method. Mm-hmm. I do not recommend taking all of your clothes out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, yeah. okay? It's, yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> now you've trashed your bedroom yeah. and, and you've made it a big disaster. So yeah. here's what you do. You start with one thing, take it out on the hanger. You have to remove it from the space. You do. You have to like look at one piece of clothing yeah. and ask yourself, does this fit me? Ooh. Do I love this? Would I buy this again? Mm. And if the answer is no, it goes. If the answer is yes, we put it back in the closet, but we turn the hanger backwards. Oh. And this does two things. Yeah. Now when we go back in, we can know where we stop. So say you're tired after 15 minutes, you can come back at it again tomorrow or next week. And you know, any hanger that hasn't been turned back, I haven't made a decision on. Mm. And the second thing that that does is six months from now, any hanger that hasn't been turned back, you know, you're not wearing uh, and you can just let it go. Yeah. But this is so empowering because especially my weight fluctuates a lot. And I found that When I would go in my closet in the morning and I would pull out an article of clothing and it was too small Mm -hmm. or I didn't like it showed my muffin top or I felt bad about myself in it. I was allowing that shirt or those pants to call me fat, to call me ugly, to shame me. Mm. And that's the first thing I felt in the morning when I went to get ready, right? I'd open my closet and I'd feel horrible about myself. And that stayed with me all day, whether I realized it or not. This is a subconscious thing. Clothing in your closet that doesn't make you feel good is toxic. Yeah. And if you can remove that, you don't even have to necessarily get rid of it. If you're like, I want to lose weight again, vacuum seal it and stick it under your bed 
or in storage, but it cannot stay in your closet. I love this. Because you deserve better. Yeah. And every morning that you wake up and you're not bombarded by clothing that makes you feel like crap, it means you can find clothes that make you feel great. Yeah. It's easy to find that same feeling of, ah, good, positivity, self-love. It lasts with you all day long. And I promise you, it changes your life. This small thing that you can do changes your life. Ever wonder how you can make an epic cheese board? Sarah and Boo, the founders of Lady & Larder, a cheese shop in Santa Monica, California, share their expert ideas. I feel like number one is sourcing intentionally. So taking the time to go out and support the makers. Don't just, you know, go to your basic grocery store and buy everything there. If it's at all possible, go support your local baker for the bread or the crostini and the baguette and Go to your local cheese shop and find out what's ripe and amazing that day. That's kind of, for me, the biggest difference about buying cheese at a grocery store versus a cheese shop with a cheesemonger is that you're going to tell that monger, I'm serving this cheese on Saturday, and they're going to be able to go into the case and pull what is maturing and perfect for you on Saturday. Versus when you're buying at a grocery store, they're just kind of like bulk cutting a wheel at any phase of its life, and you're getting it mm. either pre-cut that's been sitting in black and plastic wrap, or you're just not getting that kind of attention to detail that you get when you talk to someone that's tasting and cutting and working with cheese all day. Mm, okay, I love it. You can also provide the cheesemonger with some information about like who your audience is. I think they can help direct you in the types of cheeses too, because there is such a big range. You know, you have, I think, your gateway kind of crowd pleaser cheeses, and then the stuff that's a little more um, specific to certain tastes, right? So, right, and then for the accompaniments, we love working just as seasonal and as local as possible. So if you're not sure what's in season near you, we always recommend finding a farmer's market because that's the best way to get the pulse on what's going to taste the best. That's going to be the best. So for us right now, it's like you persimmons and all the varieties of apples and pears that are being harvested. That stuff is going to be like citrus our citrus is creeping citrus in. Citrus is starting yeah. to creep in. Yeah. The first Kishu mandarins were at the market this morning and caracaras. And then in a month or two, we'll see blood oranges. And that's how we kind of decide what to put with the cheese. We try and pick things that are in season because they ultimately taste best. Hmm. Oh my God, it sounds amazing. And then do you feel like there's anything that sort of like tips it over the edge as far as like the way it looks, the presentation and the artistry? Is it you add some herbs on top or is it if you always add some edible flowers, it will be amazing? Or do you have anything like that? <laughs> I love flowers on everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a big part of it is we really celebrate the imperfections and what kind of makes things different, like leaving stems on certain things or, mm. you know, celebrating shape. And, and things that kind of draw the eye and look a little different. I think with cheese boards, that's kind of what makes them look kind of romantic and, and special is that they have this um, this kind of imperfect perfection thing going on, which is really, really lovely. And, yeah. and each one's different. They're like a floral arrangement. Not everything is so overly structured and exactly the same each time. We use weight specs when we're building out the portions, but the mixture of the items that are on it is going to change every day and the layout's going to be slightly different depending on the artistry of the person that's making it. And, you know, we kind of have like a base standard and then each board that I make is different. I don't think I've ever made one that's exactly the same in six and a half years. So there that, are certain things like odd numbers look really great, you know, like visually, things, yeah. visually when you're picking out you and know, fresh herbs always make it feel pulled together at the end. And this time of year, everyone's got like poultry herbs and then you know, sage or rosemary, those like sturdier herbs do a really beautiful job of adding a little bit of like finesse and polish to the 
I the finished board. A big note for that is like anything we put on the board, we just make sure for the most part is, is edible. Um, so as far as like plants and things that you'd be adding, you want to just make sure they're safe to eat. Yeah, okay. that's a good note for the flowers. If you're working at the farmer's market or you're buying flowers, edible flowers from a farmer, you just want to make sure that you're buying something that's no spray and asking them the methods in which they were grown. That kind of goes back to the thoughtful sourcing. And that's with everything on the board is like, don't be afraid to ask questions and ask for samples and try the fruit. Try things, try things. Yeah. yeah, because that's how you ultimately are going to end up with the best products. If your well-being is at the top of your mind in this new year, Lauren Haynes from Wooden Spoon Herbs suggests where people can start on their health journey. Definitely with digestive health. So Mm -hmm. even touching on digestive immunity and like my mind would go to stress as like something most Mm. people are trying to navigate. Right. It's going to be just like microbiome health. So the three things that are very simple like to tick off for that is eliminating or, or stopping eating anything you know you're sensitive to, right? So like most of us have a good idea mm. of what we are sensitive to based on how it makes us feel after we eat it. Dairy, gluten, sugar, common triggers. Coffee can be a common trigger for a lot of people. Um, but if you aren't sure, then one place to start is going to be like things that you crave, which is a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, if someone's trying to like really be intentional about their health, it's worth doing a 30 to 90 day break from certain foods, which doesn't sound fun. And I don't like to be very prescriptive, but gut health is is going to affect everything else. And like, you really can't do a ton of intervention without starting there. So Mm. that's where I would start. So probiotics, fermented foods, drinking plenty of water, eliminating um, like inflammation triggers, like ways and foods I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, it could be so many things. It's so particular to every person. So again, going back to like the nutritive focus, Nutritive just meaning like things that nourish you, things that have a high content of vitamins and minerals and fibers. Yeah. Herbally, you could do nettle, alfalfa, oat straw. You could eat those fresh if they're available to you, the nettles and maybe the oats, um, or do like strong teas of them. I really love doing that for people like it's a really basic thing. Drinking more water always, always, always. Yeah. Moving around daily. Like, mm. I mean, I think it's rote because it works and it's true. And rounding out the year, we republished my conversation with interior designer Leanne Ford. I love her view on why perfectionism is unattainable. It's literally not possible. Yeah. And even in homes, it's so interesting. Like, you know, let homes be kind of a reference for your life, but homes are living, breathing things. Like yeah. there will be plumbing issues at some point. Your right. floor will get beat up. Like, what are we trying to create? I would say like, I don't want to live in a computer animated drawing, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. we're trying to create this perfection with ourselves, our homes and with our art. And like, let's just lose that. Yeah. Whoever told us that literally who told us that I'm like looking around. I know. I'd love to know whoever told us that let's ditch it. Yes. And let's kind of have fun. We're here for, you know, what a sand particle. We're here for a minute. Right. Let's knock ourselves out. And there you have it, a taste of the episodes we had here on the Being Home with Hunker podcast in December. Visit our show notes for direct links to these full episodes and for more information on our featured guests. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. 
For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer Maury Men, and director of audience development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. Who's your well Oh! <laughs> Was that too loud? Okay, here we go.